So this bolt of lightning shot across the universe and inspired me with the idea that we have to do a podcast. And that's what I wanted to tell you. We should do a podcast. Okay, bye. Yes, okay. Go ahead. Hit record. I hit record. Okay, for real this time, here we go. For real. <laughs> Welcome to Feature Creep, Colin. Built-in microwave semicolon. War on Christmas. Ah, uh, our annual and almost inaugural. This is like basically one of our first episodes. How yes. do we support the troops in the war on Christmas? Well, there's lots of great ways, and we're going to tell you how. This is our podcast. I'm Ned. That's Meg. We're gonna Hi. we're gonna chat all about the uh, the ins and outs of how to wage war on Christmas, uh, how to support the troops in the war on Christmas, and all of the things that you know, we need to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so right out the gate. Oh, uh, also send us an email. If you want to chat with us or you have opinions about the war on Christmas or how you <laughs> do your part to support the troops in the war on Christmas. Um, yes. The Starbucks. Who are those troops? Well, I, I mean, I often, when, when it's this time of year, my favorite quote is when I'm seen holding a Starbucks cup, I just lift it and say, doing my part to support the troops on the war on Christmas. Um, That's right. But, as you know uh we'll get into anyway uh send us an email dana is the uh ceo and founder of this amazing podcast and she would love to hear from you that's d-a-n-a at fcbm.io um really just send her an email and we'll she'll forward it on to whoever it's relevant to um especially especially if she's in a grumpy mood and she wants us to hear nasty uh feedback like you know you guys suck Get off the radio. Get off the radio. <laughs> um, okay. So War on Christmas. Here we go. Right out of the gate. This year started strong. I was delighted <laughs> by this particular um, this particular one. So. Uh, Should I read the headline? Yeah, please do. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to read it in the style that's implied by the actual words in the headline. Yeah. Target is sexualizing Christmas for children. Screeches Fox News. Yes. <laughs> Target is sexualizing Christmas for children, screeches Fox News. Fox News seeks to rile up conservatives with a segment lamenting Target's sale of gay nutcrackers and black disabled Santa figurines. God. <laughs> <sighs> it's almost like there isn't a real world with shit going on in it. Right. Like. Did the person who wrote this think like that's it? Good job, pal, nailing it. Uh huh. Doing doing good work here. Doing such good work, you guys. We are doing such good work. So, uh, yeah, the gist of this is that um, since it's got a little history lesson at the front end of the article, yeah. since the early two thousands, conservatives have declared that there's a war on Christmas with the focus of such complaints. Uh, being retailers use of the term happy holidays instead of Christmas like if you don't say all of the exact right words in the exact right order every single time someone's gonna get a persecution complex yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um like apparently this was this came from back in the day with Bill O'Reilly Bill yeah. poopy poopy O'Reilly <laughs> just can't help himself but be a turd sandwich yeah and uh, he was the one who came up with the war on christmas and uh people have said you guys are just like faking that you're outraged uh to 
further perpetuate this false narrative that Christianity is under attack and right. it's not. Right. Um, so uh, this article that we that you found um, points out that it, the the war on Christmas has evolved. The tactics on the front lines evolve from year to year, and this year <laughs> it encompasses the war on woke. Woke. <laughs> And so, uh, um, any any type of like rainbow themed and hence uh, implied LGBTQIA plus people themed, yes. uh, anything, anything that is branded or themed with possibly supportive messaging right. for any group yeah. is now a target uh, if it's identifiable. And um, the people who sell those products that look like they are branded in such a way to be supportive of people that other people who are conservative don't want to be supportive of, like yeah. those retailers get attacked by people. Right. So uh, Fox News host Jesse Waters, who I don't know at all, uh, apparently was on the air. I feel like we're winning out. for not knowing who this person yes, is. Yes. <laughs> score one for us. Yeah. <laughs> the battle of who could care less. Right. Um, yeah, so sorry. like this person, Jesse Waters was yeah. on the air and was flipping out at target for selling a nutcracker. That's holding like a rainbow flag, yes. which the store has been selling for years. Yes, but apparently yes. <laughs> right now is when we're going to be mad about it. Yes. Yeah, this isn't it. They didn't come out this year. They've been out for years. And yeah. now, now all of a sudden. Now is the time to be very upset. Yeah. Very upset. So um, they like sent, they apparently like sent producers in undercover or whatever to like scope out the damage, the, the social <laughs> harm being created by Target or whatever. Uh, let me let me just describe this uh, this nutcracker figure. So okay. it's the classic nutcracker shape, those like wooden nutcrackers that like probably many of you will be familiar with your relatives own. Maybe you own some yourself. Um, yeah. I'm guessing it's about a foot tall. But I don't have a lot to put in context here, but it's the kind where like there's a lever on the back and you stick the nut in its mouth and you crack the nut. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You bust the nut in the mouth. And, yes. uh, nice. and yeah, like Ding. again, I mean, nutcrackers, like what there's nothing gay or I'm sorry. Like it's just <laughs> <laughs> the fact that this one has rainbows on it is like, you know, immaterial yeah. to the subject Nutcrackers matter. Nutcrackers have been an indicator of cock and ball torture enthusiasts under the yes. tree for years. Yeah, for years and years. Anyway, this particular <laughs> Nutcracker has um, has the like, you know, the blackjack boots with, uh, with I would say, um, teal leggings. Yes, jaunty riding pants. Jaunty riding pants, exactly. In a teal, yes, a teal. white A white uh, military coat with uh, matching teal epaulets. Mm -hmm. um the hat is the the classic sort of tall um sort of marching military Boxy. hat cap yeah. except that it's got uh, uh horizontal rainbow stripes um yep. and what i think is a diamond like well i mean a jewel um jewel. you know i mean it's clearly like a rhinestone or something um yes. right kind of in the center and then uh he's holding a he's got gray hair and gray beard and he's holding I think it looks kind of pink yes yeah almost yeah no pink you're right yeah it's a it's a light faded pink um yeah and then he's holding 
uh, what I think of as like a very modern iteration on the gay pride flag, which has the um, the sort of uh, transgender um, chevron, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Uh, chevron. You know, the, the black, brown, light blue, pink, white chevron yes. stripes. Um, yeah. Anyway, yep. you know, yeah. uh, like... <laughs> you know not not especially like it's cute it's fine like if this is something you like uh i i would be perfectly pleased as punch to have something like that out for christmas um yeah. but again you know also you don't have to <laughs> no one's making you yeah it's it's not like a velvet painting of ronald reagan that your right. parents make you keep over your fireplace or yeah. something it's it's voluntary you don't have to do it also there's nothing particularly sexual about it other than like the the general nature of nutcrackers being overly sexualized anyway in the adult humor market um right i mean you know what a device specifically for busting a nut i mean come on you put yeah. the nut in its mouth right you and pump the you lever on it. the back. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I mean, pump the lever. Yeah. <laughs> and then the nut cracks. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I am personally outraged. I can't believe that this is the state the world has come to that we are, yeah. you know, foisting this incredibly, incredibly loaded political uh, toy on children during the holidays. Uh -huh. For the first time in, for the first time for three or four years in a row, or whatever. The fuck <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, um, 2021, 2022, 2023, at least three years in a row. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, they, um, they were like really upset on the show. They, yeah. they repeated the like 15 year old claim that was rated false by Snopes <laughs> yes. almost two decades ago uh -huh. that uh, target wasn't, wasn't like letting their employees say the word Christmas. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> oh God. And then like, apparently someone named Riley Gaines, who is an anti-trans activist was yeah. featured on this show with uh, the person whose last name is Waters, who I already can you can you imagine like being so incensed by something that somebody else is doing in their own room, like you know yeah. a pretty private matter, being so incensed by it that I have to go out and march against the existence of your personal feelings, right? Yeah, it's it's like super absurd if you insert a, other like I, I, identities, yes. like librarian. Yes, yes, anti-librarian activist. Like, an end to the librarian lifestyle. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so they were like all upset about it, and they were like, "They're allowed to have black disabled Santa. They're allowed to have a gay nutcracker. Like, there's no allow. Who who's allowing? What are you right. even talking yes. about? Like, yes. what are you what suggesting? Do you mean allowed? What, we, what we need is more legislation around very particular things like no gay nutcrackers and definitely no disabled black santas right what 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 i mean <sighs> god yeah, that's very strange yeah or the <laughs> idea that this is somehow sexualizing christmas for children <laughs> yeah well then they make this weird statement and they say like i think the majority of people parents especially acknowledge that gay nutcrackers and black disabled santas have gone way too far the pendulum has swung too far i what is the opposite if we're talking about a pendulum what's the opposite <laughs> like what swung too far what do, i don't 
what's the counterpoint to <laughs> just swung too far from where? Like, from where from where from where did it go that it's been too far it's too far away from the traditional family christmas ideals that i have in my mind which is yeah. what like you know a nice christmas wreath on the door some uh-huh. like subdued you know lights on a tree like yeah. a cozy christmas vibe lots of forest green and dark red I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. It's just like still sounds <laughs> still sounds kind of gay. It does. Yeah. The, <laughs> just you know, getting all dressed up for anything anymore. Yeah. Feels yeah. Like it, that just takes a lot more like um, defiant, joyful expression than I have right. in me. Yeah. Uh, the so after they were complaining about you know the pendulum swinging too yes, far yes, this yeah. this host says that he's not personally upset but of course the children won't somebody please think of, talk about pearl clutching to like just the <laughs> the epitome of pearl clutching everybody knows that small children love rainbows and nutcracking yes <laughs> what are we what? teaching the children what are we teaching the children <laughs> Uh yeah, so they they complained a lot about that, yeah. about all that stuff, and uh, not really sure. Like, I don't know what I don't want. I don't know what the remedy is. Like, that's the thing that you never really hear, right? Like, okay, so right. let's just humor you for a minute, weirdo, and talk about how much you hate Nutcrackers. Like, what what would it take, right? Yeah. Like, what would satisfy you? Do you have to change the color on the flag? Do you have to get rid of the color in and the the flag entirely? Do you just want a Nutcracker wearing Nazi uniform? Like, what is what's enough for you? Right. Do you have a problem that it's like rainbows and not swastikas on that? Like, what's your problem? Uh-huh. What would what would fix this for you? God. <laughs> oh, God. Like, can you imagine if your job was to be upset about this on television? Um, You're going to go I out can't. there. You're going to be upset about rainbows. You're going to be upset about them. I just can't. I can't. Like, it's just. No. I, I don't. I, I don't have it in me anymore to to like really indulge that level of empathy. Yeah. I can't imagine being that upset about anything. Like I guess I guess like like really personal shit like, you know, friends dying or like, you know, just major life tragedies. Um yeah. but even that it's it's more sad than it is like, you know, you do what you can and then when you can't, you have to process the fucked up feelings you're left with but that doesn't i just don't yeah. i just don't i can't imagine just being this upset about something that somebody else is doing that's just like has so little impact on my life right i mean it's not like it's a fucking leaf blower out there <laughs> i mean let's get real like some shit that i should actually that i'm you know incensed about like it's not like you know this fucking nutcracker is sitting outside my door. Like my neighbors all have them now and they're cracking nuts out on the patio way too loudly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crack, crack. All that racket with the nutcracking. Uh, <laughs> or, or like, like the consumption of resources to make these said nutcrackers that are just going like gang. I mean, I hope they sell like gangbusters now, obviously, but they're right. you know that are going like gangbusters, and now we're all going to die because we spent the last amounts of our resources in this world to make nutcrackers. 
Yes. As opposed to running like two stroke engines that are entirely unregulated, like noise pollution, dust pollution, like, you know, destroying the environment, you know, and people are just, you know, paying people to stand around with a fucking industrial hairdryer blowing leaves around. Yep. Did I, did I, I sent you the story, you kindly go fuck yourself. Yes. No, I mean, it's just shitty fucking gas powered leaf blower. You tremendous asshole. It's just unacceptable. Like there's just no, no right way for those things to be okay. Right. So like the, uh, I'll read you from this article. Well, it's not an article. It's like a blog post, I think. Um, and it's, uh, the title kindly go fuck yourself with your shitty fucking gas powered leaf blower. You tremendous asshole. Oh, it's so good. And there's someone who complains a lot uh, about only how only fucking dickheads use these leaf blowers uh-huh. because uh, get rid of it. Your gas-powered leaf blower is a fucking nightmare. It's a nightmare first and foremost for the environment. On basic exhaust levels, the pollutants a two-stroke engine leaf blower emit into the world are hundreds of times more toxic than a goddamn automobile. I need you to reckon with it because it's worse than even I, a person who deeply detests leaf blowers, expected. A consumer-grade leaf blower emits more pollutants than a 6,200-pound 2011 Ford F-150 SVT Raptor truck. Yeah, like the creme de la creme of like off-roading muscle trucks, right? Or, yeah. you know, off the off the assembly line or whatever commercial. Yeah. yeah. From the same article uh, cited here from Sierra... Uh, uh, Sierra Club. Yeah. The hydrocarbon emissions from a half hour of yard work with a two-stroke leaf blower are the same as a 3,900-mile drive from Texas to Alaska in a Raptor truck. So there, it's more green to ditch your yard equipment and find a way to blow leaves using a Raptor truck. <laughs> yes. yes <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so get yourself a Raptor truck for Christmas and in the passenger seat, put a gay nutcracker. Yes. And drive it around blowing mold or blowing leaves. Um, so yeah, like don't fucking do that. Don't use a leaf blower for Christmas. Throw your leaf blower away. Take it somewhere and recycle it. Strip it down to parts and get rid of it and never use it again because it's fucking stupid. Yeah. Also, um, (laughs) Minneapolis passed a budget that includes money for city to clear sidewalks, which is very cool because there's like this 311 system in Minneapolis yeah. where you can call in and be like, hey, my neighbor didn't do their yes. like shoveling. And then somebody from the city comes out and is like, I see that you didn't do your shoveling. Now I'm going to make you, I'm going to write you a nasty gram. And if you don't get out there fast enough, they're like, we're going to come do it. And then we're going to bill it to your property taxes every year. Uh, oh, right? Yeah. And so it's all just very passive aggressive. And you right. don't know that someone's complained about you necessarily. And if you're a person who, like, I don't know, has chronic illness or something and you can't literally shovel the second snow falls and somebody's yeah. upset about it, they can just weaponize this anonymous reporting system against anyone in the city. Uh, come on. I know, right? Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, wait, you guys are getting a new flag. Did I read that? Yes. So Minnesota is getting a new flag and they have narrowed it down. There were a lot of really good designs, I thought. And one of them that I really preferred the most included kind of like a Swedish sweater snowflake on the flag. Oh, yes. And yeah. I really liked it. I mean, I uh, I see how it could be 
not as broadly appealing because it is very identifiably like Swedish. And there are yeah. a lot of Swedish people here, but they didn't show up until like other people who had lived here for like 10,000 years have been here. So, right, right. I mean, it seems weird to like single out Swedes. But anyway, that was a very cool looking flag. Yeah. And then um, there's like, I think three semifinalists and there's one to me that is very appealing. It's got a star up in the left corner and then a swoop in the sky of yes. white that looks like it's supposed to be snow, yeah. wind, and or the aurora. And then it has kind of like an inverse uh, symmetrical swoop on the bottom of the flag that's in blue and it symbolizes the Mississippi Headwater River headwaters yeah. in Itasca and uh like a couple other things and also those swoops vaguely look like loons so i was right. like there's a lot going on in this fucking flag and yet there's only four colors in it and like no wording and it, very cool i love the i'm so i'm looking at the flag the flag uh -huh. that you're describing now um i would encourage people to look this up if you have a chance which is uh it's flag design 944 and uh it's i love the curves mm -hmm. um it's like the interesting thing to me is like it's not it, it's a very modern flag because traditionally flags became very geometric because they're kind of adjacent to quilting right where it's like yeah you know we straight don't have lines. straight lines um geometric shapes uh you know the idea of like intricate overly intricate embroidery like for sure happens in some spaces but like this has that very like simple but like modern sweeping curves which is really mm -hmm. cool um mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a very cool flag. Uh, I would be interested to see um, what what you guys end up with. Uh, There's a third one. The one of the so the other two designs have blue and green in them. I think the, uh, the one of the designs reminds me of the logo for the Cargill company because it's got green on the bottom, like the landscape, and blue above it oh, horizontally yes. across the flag. And it, the colors just remind me so much of their like corporate marketing. Oh, yeah. That I can't not see the Cargill when I look at it. So I right. don't like that one. Right. And then the one that you were just describing, uh, I think, with like the color blocks and there's kind of like the there's sort of like a, a shape of Minnesota if it was really stylized into just oh, super sure. simple. Yeah. Like a, a super minimalist representation of Minnesota. And then uh, that is kind of all the way to the left. And then there's one, two, three horizontal block colors emanating towards the right horizontally from the state symbol and that one is okay damon really likes that one because he's like it looks like texas's flag oh, yeah, so yeah. he he finds it very appealing on those grounds yeah i again i'm just like it's not as cool as the swoopy one the swoopy one's really cool yeah the the like the sort of three four colors um of the swoopy one is really cool i like the simplicity of the star um it's kind of got this gold star yeah that's great um yeah no, I'm I'm with you. I do I do agree with you that um yeah, the the Texas like flag also is mm -hmm. it does it that was kind of the first thing I thought too, the way the star was yeah. placed. And, yeah. And they changed the star on that one so that it didn't look so much like the other stars, it, like five-pointed stars in other flags. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think they're cool. I'm glad I we're getting so a too. redo because our flag prior to this was terrible. It was just like the state seal on a blue background. It was so fucking busy. Like it's so like so much fine detail and so many colors. And it's also kind of racist because they have like an indigenous person like plowing a field or something oh, yes. like that on yeah, it. Yeah, there's like an Indian in the background on the on a horse with a spear. 
Oh, yeah, it's really bad. Yeah. So they uh, they wanted to get rid of that. And they were talking, some of the flag designs had the state motto, which is the 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 star of the north because we're the northernmost of the 848 contiguous states right uh because we jut up into canada weird and so yeah. we we have the highest the highest latitude besides alaska right um and uh so when the french came here and like colonized it and shit yeah. their their whole thing was like oh it's l'étoile du nord which means like the north star but uh which is why we had the north stars hockey before they were sold to just become the dallas stars um and they and somebody else was like well we should put the motto the the star of the north but we should put it in like an indigenous indigenous language like ojibwe so that it actually represents like some of the people from here and uh and then a bunch of other like flag enthusiast and or pedants like myself we're like no words on flags don't put letters on flags just just pictures and symbols please just keep it simple let's not put any words or any phrases on the flag yes please. i i um i really appreciate that i i kind of agree right like having um there are for sure you know like the gadsden flag uh which is the don't tread on me flag i think um mm-hmm. you know there are certainly iconic flags that have words on them um yeah but i agree with you especially when you're uh, trying to create something that's going to be representative or like kind of t- stand the test of time a little bit. Um, it's nice, you know, you're, you're probably better served by having something that is uh, iconically re- like recognizable and, um, you know, and meaningful. But as soon as you introduce language and words, you start to um, create you know it's tough to say right because it's like if if like the whole indigenous population of minnesota was like no we want it to say fuck white people on it like then i'm gonna be like yeah okay sounds great like i mean who am i to say but um but if one is just sort of trying to design a flag that tries to represent a lot of people the the less the less less is more right right exactly um, yeah you know less is more it's more meaningful it it can mean you know it's it's less divisive um which i think is great and you know but yeah so the designs are designs are good yeah um i was gonna say uh speaking of pedants um one thing that i don't (laughs) know if we've talked about uh in previous episodes of the war on christmas but um i've always found it funny that um some people get upset about abbreviating christmas christmas to xmas xmas right and uh i am one of those people i put it i just write xmas because i fucking yeah i mean i like to write xmas for lots of reasons um but uh it's definitely it's abbreviation comes from christianity like it's it's pretty well understood that like the use of x for um to abbreviate for christ has been around for a really really long time since like you know longer than those gay nutcrackers even yeah like i think there's i think there's evidence for it in like 1100 um yeah like crusady times yeah yeah so uh you know whether you know whatever your feelings are about abbreviating Christ Christmas to Xmas, um, I like to say Xmas because it's pretty <laughs> funny. Um, also, like as an atheist, like I don't fucking care. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I'll put a We're fucking... all dragged kicking and screaming into this weird capitalist <laughs> holiday. Yes. Yeah. 
And then it's like, but in order to do it right, you also have to have a religious bent to it. Okay, that's I'm out. I'm that's out. Never it. Mind. That's it. I was with you uh, along the ride for the gobs of pointless money spent, but we yeah. drag Jesus into it. I'm out. Yes. <laughs> I can only take so much. Um. Yeah, but uh, we're on Christmas. I I'm wondering what uh, people are doing uh, at home right now thinking about uh how they can participate in the war on christmas on either side i think it's important to really get in there and have arguments yeah. as much as possible really get in there oh yeah yeah Bring, no, just don't be tenacious up. like a like a pit bull grab onto that at your holiday dinner with your family <laughs> yes. and just don't let go don't let what? anybody get a word in edgewise unless they agree with you yes and <laughs> <laughs> in which case maybe still argue and yell at them anyway Right. For not doing it enough. Not enough. <laughs> when when uh, Trump was elected, one of the things that really I felt was kind of telling was like how upset people still were about him like or about about Democrats. Right. It was like, mm-hmm. you know, he'd been elected. The Democratic Party was like, you know, a little bit shocked. And we were all kind of like licking our wounds in terms of like, you know, trying to figure out how to survive. And um you know and lamenting like the loss of human rights and all of the insanity that ensued but like his supporters were just still fucking just as angry as ever yeah and like just intolerable and like yelling at people on the street and like just like what makes you think that maybe the issue isn't really the issue but how they handled the issue (laughs) right (laughs) like if you guys get everything you want you're still just as upset so i don't really think it's about any of the things you say it's about yeah yeah no it's just about (laughs) being angry and punishing people and (laughs) i'm unhappy with myself and i don't know how to reconcile that so i'm gonna blame it all over your face (laughs) (laughs) oh god Mm -hmm. so yeah um make sure that um if you are in the market for some kind of a nutcracker this year that you absolutely do or absolutely don't buy one of the gay nutcrackers from Target, depending on whose troops you support in the war on Christmas. <laughs> definitely do or definitely don't. Definitely do or definitely don't. <laughs> definitely do or definitely don't. Uh, I like one of the things that just kind of creeps me out a little bit in the, uh-huh. uh, in the war on Christmas is the, um, the recent prevalence of like family Christmas photos with every member, like holding some kind of assault rifle. Oh my God. You know, just, I don't know what I thought you were going to say, but I wasn't prepared for that. No, neither was I. Like the first time I saw it, I just was like, I don't know where to begin. Um, uh, I, you know what I would love to know? I would love to know how many firearm accidents happened while taking Christmas photos of families oh, holding God, firearms. Right. Well, Where is that statistic? Yeah. I mean, uh, well, so there's like the photo of uh, the Kentucky representative Thomas Maisie and his family. Let's see. So he's got there is there are seven people all of them holding like assault rifles basically um are they like super close to each other like shoulder to shoulder they're all it's like they're all i'll send you the link so you can describe it but there's like uh they're you know they're sitting in front of their christmas tree on a couch right like the family the staged family photo um 
Yeah, like they're all, you know, and then there's like, you know, like Lauren Bobert, I think, uh, posted some photos like that. I, it's like, just they're all like dangerously close to one another. Like if if somebody accidentally pulled a trigger, oh no, I mean somebody's it's, head would get shot off. It's definitely yeah, like it's it's definitely you know you know this was like a violation of gun safety at some point in the shoot right like just you know people are getting swiped with barrels left and right like people are you know nervous about not touching the trigger but touching the trigger and like Uh you know just yeah um yeah yeah it's there's yeah i'm scrolling down and i see i see like you said more of these photos and i'm like these are all just like huge accidents waiting to happen yes yeah <laughs> like you you can look at the trajectory that a bullet would take out of any of these weapons if they were fired accidentally and it's not good uh you know i just like what i would also like to know is there's all these people holding these weapons right but like how many of them actually have any experience like shooting them because I, I feel like a lot of people own these things but they don't take care of them like you got to keep them oiled and shit so yeah. they don't go bad yeah and <clears throat> i mean that's not that's not proper vocabulary for whatever. unfortunately like i'm sorry i was just laughing because there was uh in one of the skimming through one of the articles, not that one I sent, you know, it doesn't really matter, but there was like an unattributed tweet. Like it's this, it's a screenshot of a tweet, so I can't see who left it, but the uh-huh. caption of it basically says, I would have posted a picture, picture of my family posturing with a bunch of guns, but I'm not a goddamn psychopath. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no shit. They kind of remind me of like jihad videos, but like still shots. Yes. Yeah. It's very much like, you know, look at all my friends with our guns. Like we're ready to go kill some people. Let's do mm-hmm. it. Here's a, here's a great photo just before action. Um, yeah. Like we're, we're about to go on the offensive. Yeah. L- watch out neighbors. Oh, uh, the fucking, the gun fetish is yeah. insane to me. That's what I mean. Like, I wonder, like, in order they're not super glamorous these things like they're noisy and loud and you get lead poisoning from them if you're around them oh the guns yes i thought you were talking about the people (laughs) i mean the same could probably be said for the owners but yeah um like they're not i mean they take it they're super high maintenance like if you use them you got to like clean them and oil them and store them appropriately and you got to like be in order to be proficient with them you have to practice and that costs a bunch of money and you got to go run through a bunch of ammo all this stuff right there's just like it's like a high maintenance hobby to have guns and so i'm like judging from what i've seen of most people they can't even wash their dishes yeah and like keep their house clean and i'm like there's no way you're obsessively like repeatedly cleaning these guns on an appropriate schedule to keep them like in good enough condition to fire one day like all these people are going to get to their like they're going to get to their stupid race war that they've been calling for for decades and then they're going to fight they're going to have a misfire because they haven't bothered to touch the thing in like 15 years since they bought it because obama was elected (laughs) (laughs) so i'm just like how many of these how many of these firearms are going to end up being garbage because they weren't taken care of properly yeah yeah it's like the idea that people want, not like, like we don't, 
we don't want to go out and shoot these things. We just want you to think we go out and shoot these things. So we're going to take a picture with them in front of our Right, right. <laughs> Which is like not actually a... It's a good use for that. I mean, some of these photos, it's really clear, like, who actually handles guns and who doesn't. It's right. like there's, like, usually, like, one or two people in the photo who are, like, enthusiastically, like, you know, keeping good trigger <laughs> discipline and trying to hold yeah. the barrel appropriately and, like, looking, like, trying to look like a badass. And then there's, like, four other people holding parts of the gun because they don't know what to do. They're like, I don't know how to hold this thing. Do I hold it here? Like, how does this work? Like, it's just <laughs> yeah, with like one thumb and one finger. Yes, yeah, it's just like, <laughs> like a hair you pulled out of a drain. Like, like an over an over emasculated man being forced to hold his like girlfriend's purse or something like outside of the <laughs> like, you know, the lingerie store the at the mall yes. or the makeup store at the mall or something. just like very like uh, awkwardly like, I don't know why I have this right yeah <laughs> i don't even want to be here yeah oh god so funny uh when you said like <laughs> all these christmas pictures of people holding yes. what i thought you were gonna say was babies <laughs> and then i was gonna launch into an anti-natalist tirade about how if you're still having children at this time in history maybe you should not <laughs> because it's gonna be really shitty really fast for, yeah like everybody who runs out of food <laughs> Oh dear! Yeah. And then you said guns, and I was like, "Oh, somehow I'm oh. even less upset about that." <laughs> <laughs> At least guns can't starve. God. <laughs> oh God. Oh Christmas. Fuck. Yeah. My uh, my brother and sister in law. So you know, my sister in law sent yes. out um Christmas cards that were actually really cute this year. Um, there's, uh, on the front side of the card, it's like the, f the four of them in that family union with hats and stuff on outside with big cheesy grins on in black and white. And it's very cute. And then in the back, it's just the two kids. Uh -huh. Um, and I was like, this is actually a really cute picture. <laughs> like, <laughs> I kind of like this one. It's funny. Um, cause they all just look so happy and that's just not usually the default state for a Kazowski. Yes, right. Yeah. It's like, wow, who are these magically happy people? <laughs> oh, man. So earlier today, uh, we went and got that thing signed and documented. And in the near future, we'll do some more stuff with it. But uh, for the meantime, suffice it to say that I'm probably going to be changing my name <laughs> in the future. And Damon's like, oh, did you know that... Uh, after you change your name, you gotta like file all this paperwork with all these things. And I was like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, you gotta like all your credit cards, all your health yep. insurance, all your stuff, all these other things." And I was like, "Wait a minute, what? Like, there's not just an easy way to do this?" He's like, "No." no. And I was like, "Well, that would have been helpful to know like six hours ago. I would have just said no." <laughs> just well, you, oh, to the oh, so like because of the license, you've yeah. you've you've already I'm, indicated your choice to change your name. Yes. Yes, I acquired a, a type of license this morning, and a contingent upon that license is the opportunity to change my last name, and I was thinking about it real hard because I would like to not have my last name anymore. I mean, and it's, it's a pain in the ass, but also um, it's changing your name in marriage is the easiest way to do it, I think. Mm. Um I because I've looked I you know I've also considered changing my last name for various reasons right um, including this podcast because now we're inundated with psycho fans no I'm just joking right it's just nonstop <laughs> my phone's been blowing up this whole time yeah uh, but it's um, changing your name yeah you you do have to file that I think there's 
I think because you're changing it in marriage, like there's there's ways for you. It's easier, but also I think like some things you don't have to. Like you're still, I mm. you might have to check the laws in your state or maybe okay. talk to somebody who knows better. But my understanding is like you can kind of still use your maiden last name. Um, okay. Like you don't you don't necessarily like. It, it's not like citizenship where it's like you know you swear allegiance to one and so now the other one disowns you. Um, yeah. I think you kind of I think you can still technically sort of get away with it but anyway something to think about um yeah i don't know it might you know it it might be worth it like if you're like one thing is like even if uh i know lots of people who like end up getting divorced or several women i've known who get divorced like don't change their last name afterwards Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. they got the new last name and they're like fuck it i'm just keeping that because you know yeah it's easier it's not worth it and also like it's you know i don't care or whatever so yeah um yeah. And you're changing it for what I would argue is a better reason, right? Like you're not changing it because you want to honor your husband. You're changing it because you have the opportunity to no longer be associated with a certain, <laughs> a, a certain clan, a certain tribe. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Does this make me harder to find? Okay, great. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, Damon doesn't strike me as someone who's like, you know, oh, if you don't change your last name, it means you don't, I don't know, belong to me or whatever the fuck. Right. It is. Yes. <laughs> property. Right. Which is hilarious because the whole reason we're doing this is actually about property. <laughs> yeah, which is actually like from my point of view, like the right look at it, right? Like y- yeah. you're entering into one of the weirdest and oldest contracts. Yeah. Because they it's weird because no other contract just radically changes its terms as your geographic location changes. Like, right. you know, you fly to another country and what it means to be married may be very different than what you were expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, Even between Texas and Minnesota in Texas, if you and someone buy property together, like if we bought a car and put both of our names on the title, like within six months, that's considered a common law marriage. Like it happens super fast. If you have the same address, as somebody else for six months, you are common law married. Like any uh, owning any cooperatively owning any real property of any kind, I think triggers it. And uh, in Minnesota, they don't have any of those laws. Like mm-hmm. they don't have common law. They don't have like a timer that if you are cohabitating after a certain period of time is just assumed. Like none of that stuff. It's all right. we don't even have <clears throat> um, uh, civil unions. I think it's all just. I think at this point. I think in California, the last time I looked at this, um, it's sort of, it's like we have, there is a way to be common law marriage, but like you have to kind of assert it. Like yeah. you can't just, it's not like, it's not enough that you just live together for seven years or whatever the timer is, but mm-hmm. then also to claim that you're married and you would need to kind of, um, you know, like, so if we were like having a property dispute or something where it was like my partner and I lived together for seven years and then we broke up and like, you know, y- you can, they, they, or I might have a case to argue for common yeah. law marriage, but like both parties have to be pretty consenting and there needs to be a lot of proof that like <clears throat> that was, you know, um, but I don't think it comes up that often. I think it's sort of like you can, you can claim it and start to claim, you know, file your taxes that way. I think the IRS has a certain, way of recognizing a sort of common law marriage but Mm. but it's not something that just happens to you it's like you really kind of got to be like okay you know yeah we've been together a long time and we'd like to consider this a marriage like this is what we're doing um which again is probably still easier to just actually go get fucking married 
Right. Well, and we got into like this whole situation because we uh, had a domestic partnership in the city of Minneapolis, which allows either one of us to visit the other one at the hospital, which we did during COVID. Yeah. And we weren't sure because of my student loans, like what the situation would be if we legally tied our incomes together. Right. Like how that would. Yeah. Yeah. But the whole like the Supreme Court saying no student loan forgiveness. Uh, led to the Biden administration doing what they could have done all along, which is just change the fucking rules. You're the administrators of it. And so, like, they changed, uh, they created a new, like, income-based repayment plan. And under that plan, we can be married and file separately, and none of, it'll shelter his income from my student loans. Yeah. So that's what we're going to have to do. And that's fine. Uh, another thing is that like we successfully negotiated with the insurance company to have the full exterior of our house replaced because we had a storm like two fucking years ago God. that ripped a bunch of shit off of our house. And it's taken us this long to convince them that we are not insane and that they should replace a bunch of the asbestos on the outside of our house, which they have finally agreed to do. And subsequent to that... There's a couple of things that we would like to do to the house and it would be great if we could do them when they replace the siding, but we don't have the money for it. And it's like the type of expenditures that you borrow against the house to do because you're doing the house with the money you borrow against the house. So ostensibly it pays itself back. Right. And right. because you're making improvements to the house, the value of the house goes up, which offsets the money you have to borrow against it in order to do the repairs. And so at some point we have to replace the porch on our house because it's like, I'm going to fall off one day. Right. And like you can walk out there and for the most part, it's fine. But if you walk in this one spot, it's like, oh, I'm going to fall through. <laughs> like there's no floor there. It's just sticky tiles, I think. Like oh dear. sticking to what? We don't know. So, um, it's got to come off the front of the house at some point, but that's like really expensive. Like the yeah. demo is expensive. Then there's all kinds of like additional asbestos stuff that has to happen. And then there's like some other stuff that has to happen. And then they can put up a new deck and like all of that would be like so much money yeah. that it's not something we can be like, we'll just save our pennies. You know, like it's not <laughs> yeah. happening. We need a loan for this sort of right. shit. And if we're right. going to bother to take out a loan for the front porch, there's a thingy off the side of the house we want to do too. And then it's going to be a whole other thing. So it's like this big fucking project. And I was like, the only way that we're ever going to get that stuff done is if both of us are on the mortgage and both of us are on the deed. And right now I'm on the mortgage and I am on the deed because I own all of the assets. Oh, I see. Sure. And Damon yeah. has all of the cash. And so like we both have great credit, but only one of us and it's the one of us with no income can be considered for any kind of like loan related to the existing mortgage and stuff like that. So yeah, uh, in order for us to access this, we eventually have to become a unit uh, because they won't. They just oh, won't right. facilitate yeah. it otherwise. And so I'm like, fine. And I got shingles for the fourth time, which I might have mentioned recently on one of the other <sighs> podcasts for fuck's yes. sake. And I was like, if I'm going to keep getting brain infections <laughs> that might like seriously disable me to the point where I can't like, you know, speak or read again for the yeah. second time, uh, it would be good if like Damon had some rights that don't involve me having to be like, no, I mean it. For yeah, real. Right. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The kind of like, rights that other people just assume. Like, it's yeah. so funny how um, like speaking of the war on Christmas and gay and and, and all of the shit that <laughs> speaking like of gay. <laughs> speaking of gay. Well, the, the, the point is, is like, yeah, the reason like gay marriage was so important is this exact problem. Right. Yep. Because because like I remember 
um, when I was younger and I had been dating this woman for a long time and we got in a car accident and, you know, going to the hospital, it was like people just, I just had carte blanche access to her. No one asked if we were married or not. They just assumed. Wow. Because we're a man and a woman, right? Yeah. And it was yeah, just yeah. like, you know, and everybody was treating me like we were partners together and like it never really came up. That you know, you, and like, yeah. but I could hear them be like, oh, that's the husband. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to fucking correct it because I don't want to have that argument right now. I just want to yes. like sit in the room with my girlfriend who, you know, just got fucked up by a car. Like, right. um, but it's like, you know, a lot of same sex partners and people who are not viewed socially as an acceptable couple mm -hmm. are fucked by this. And then you yes. need the weight of the law to like assert your right and access to the person you give a shit about. Right. Because you don't like, you just never know. Like you might go to a hospital where everybody's like, Oh, fucking get it. And you know, get in here and like, we love you. And we want, you know, family members to have access to their spouses, whether they're married in law or not. And then you have other ones where there's mm -hmm. like some fucking homophobe who's just like, fuck you. You can't come in here and see your partner. And they're just right. like, you know, whatever the fucking weird shit is. Um, yeah. It's, <clears throat> it's really, it just, it comes down to what people I mean, this is true in lots of cases, right? It just comes down to some, like, whoever's in charge at the time and what, like, the TSA is the same way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I, this airport says you have to take your shoes off. This airport gets mad at you when you bother to t waste the time taking take your, your shoes, shoes off. Yes. This, just like, like this one's mad at you because you didn't take your laptop out. This one's mad at you because you didn't know you didn't have to take your laptop out, even though the <laughs> right. airport you just came from said you have yes. to take your laptop out. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty of people going through airport hell right now. <laughs> Happy holidays. Happy Wee. holidays. I mean Christmas. I mean Christmas. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How dare you? <laughs> I think that um, they should put Christmas trees on the wings of all of the airplanes. Just standing up. Like, yeah, <laughs> like the gremlin in that um, yes. Twilight yeah. Zone. But like just a, like a tree strapped to the wing like, ah! yeah yeah did you see oh my gosh there was a plane crash like seven or eight hours ago today in one of the carolinas i believe where it had to make an emergency landing on a freeway and then it burst into flames and that's all i know about it but i was like are you sure this wasn't a balloon uh, yeah. this sounds like a balloon <laughs> accident to me i didn't see that but that is ridiculous um yeah Speaking of balloons, we definitely, uh, I think that's going to be our next podcast is we're going to have to start the balloonacy because I, I am, uh, I don't know if I sent you a link to the article I read about inflatable planes. Yes. <laughs> uh, so that's a thing. Um, How is this not a weirdly shaped balloon? Yeah. Uh, so inflatable planes, like yeah. I, I think just air travel in general, maybe we need to do a series cause I've become obsessed with the obsessed. I, I've been really enjoying going down the internet rabbit hole, learning about like, um, you know, probably most people are like at least passingly familiar with the Hindenburg catastrophe. Yes. Um, yes. But Which like, actually didn't kill that many people. Like you see the photos and you think, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, it's scary and a tragic tragedy. And for sure it was like a big nail in the coffin for that uh, lighter than air travel, like balloon travel. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. Not balloons. They're rigid airships. But yeah. But the point is, is like there's actually people maybe not that familiar with like how luxurious and kind of crazy these contraptions were. Yeah. Like they were 
um, what I can only describe as like basically cruise ships that flew around in the sky. Yeah. And like it, it, there's so much about them that just is like um, it sounds super appealing, super cool, um, like a lovely way to travel. Like that sort of that idea that like, you know, you know, travel by rail like would like to be except our society is too fucking mm-hmm. moves too fast for it to ever be practical. Um, right. Well, what do I mean? is What I mean is the the romance of it to be practical. Like if you've traveled by trains in Europe, they're very fast, efficient, often a little more affordable and pretty awesome. So great. So great. But also like you're not fucking, it's not like the, you know, the fifties murder mystery Orient express trains (laughs) where it's like, you know, I went to the dining car and had a cup of tea and then I had a Mm -hmm. chat and then I kind of retired to my state room where I slept in my bed for a while. Like, you know, no one, there's not a lot of that happening. There's for sure places where that happens and it's cool. And I wish we had that in the U S considering the great expanse between, you know, the various cities, my house and your house. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, like it would be amazing to take like a four day slow train journey through the countryside to go back and forth, assuming that it was not, you know, six grand, which is the problem, right? Like, um, you know. Yes. Speaking of which, I looked at like, oh, if we went to Europe again, could we avoid the rigmarole of airlines <clears throat> by yeah. taking an alternate means? Like, for example, a boat. Like, could we take a big boat across the ocean? You yeah. can, but it takes three <laughs> three weeks yeah. and it's like six times as expensive as an airplane ride. Yes, that's the, that's the thing, right? <laughs> like, it's not. Like, wait, what? Yeah. No, I. This needs to be way easier than this. No. <laughs> <clears throat> um, yeah, I. Uh, my mom and I made the mistake of taking Amtrak to Chicago one time. And just for reference, if you drive from Minneapolis to Chicago at the correct time of the day to avoid like rush hour traffic in either city, for example, yeah, you can get from Minneapolis to Chicago in six hours, no problem. Okay. That might be speeding a little bit, but like. Not not insane. Not like you and I drive when we're together. Like okay, just gotcha. mildly above the speed limit. Right. So <clears throat> we like took the Amtrak. Keeping up with general traffic. Yeah, probably. just up with general traffic. Maybe not even that fast. Like right. I think some of the interstates between here and there are eighty miles an hour. So you're going pretty you're cooking the whole yeah. way. I can get there on a single tank of gas in my smart car. That's how close it is. Wow. That's yeah. Yeah. So um when we took the Amtrak, it took 11 hours. Yeah. Yeah. It was so slow. And it was not a fun ride. Like, <clears throat> we didn't have fancy cars. And we didn't see anything beautiful out the window. And, like, we had to stop a bunch of times. And then the train had to stop in reverse. And then it had to go forward again. And it was just like, what is taking so long? So by the time we got there, it was, like, well into the night. Yeah. And like we hadn't eaten anything the whole time because we were like, eh, it's only going to be like whatever. We'll just eat dinner when we get there. <laughs> no. Uh, and so it just became this totally false economy. Like it was really it just did not work out very well. And we had to take the train all the way back home, too, which took another like 11 or 12 hours. Um, but contrast that with my most recent experience in Europe, taking the train between France and Switzerland and like 15 minutes away from Germany. Like, so a, a lot, a lot of distance covered. Um, we were zipping all over the place. I mean, we weren't even on the bullet trains and we got where we needed to go in so little time that I couldn't finish filling out my Hobonichi diary entries in time. Yeah. 
And that was moving from one country to another. I'm like, shit, I didn't even have enough time to finish my thoughts. Yeah. So like it went really fast. We also like got very confused about buying tickets. Yeah. And so we bought tickets. And then the, this lady with this cool little like fanny pack ticket machine came around and she's like, can I see your tickets? And we're like, yes. And she's like, do you have your other tickets? And we're like, uh, yeah. And she's like, oh, this is just half the fare. There's like another half. We were like, oh, because there was we were thinking there was something about like full fare, half fare. And we thought the half fare was if you're only going one way and not a round trip. And we weren't really sure because like it's been a long time since I was fluent in French and I don't speak German either. And those were the languages that it was all listed in. And I was <laughs> yeah, like, oh, right. no. Yeah. Oh, shit. But because she has this cool little thing on her hip. We yeah. were able to just give her our credit card and then she like ran it for the additional fare and like stamped our little tickets and then we were legit. That's nice. And she was like, yes, I, I carry my my office with me. And <laughs> I was like, that's so cute. I'm having so much fun on this train. <laughs> and it was beautiful. Uh-huh. There were vineyards everywhere. The train was zippy. It was great. I just, and there was, it was like obvious that everybody just takes the train all the time forever, always. Like, yeah. It yeah. was like not a big deal. Everybody was on, off, moving. Like with airplanes, I feel like, I don't know why this would be the case, but every time I'm on an airplane, I'm like, is, am I the only one who's been here before? Because right. I feel like it shouldn't be that confusing to get onto and off of a plane with the correct luggage. Right. Like, but everybody freaks out. Everybody the, does. Everybody does. It's always, it's not everybody, but I, there's just very few plane rides I take where it's like, oh, good job. Like everybody, it's like everybody's flown before. Um, and that's not to say that it was like no one made mistakes. It's just like you're not like getting on the plane where it's like somebody just like there's a line of 50 people behind you and someone has to stop right then and yeah. disrupt the loading of the plane in order to like, you know, fuss with their bag in the overhead compartment rather than waiting till everybody gets on and then jumping up and grabbing whatever they need. Like it's yeah. just, you know, it's like, OK, so now we're all standing in a line because you don't want to wait two minutes. Yeah. And getting off yeah. the same way. It's yeah. like, wait, no, no, no. Now we're getting off. Now is not the time for you to stand up and pack your bag <laughs> in the overhead compartment in the We've aisle. Had 13 hours to think about this. Yes, yes exactly. Yeah. Everything about this experience has been leading up to right now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and you are off missing it somewhere. And we're all trying to get off of a sweaty airplane. Exactly. There was like, I, I got my luggage down and I was standing in the aisle and the aisle was like moving towards the front of the airplane. Uh -huh. And there was some guy who like took way too long. And then he was like mad that nobody would let him into the <laughs> aisle. He's like, you have to let me in. Yes. Like, no, we don't. <laughs> you have to wait apparently because we're all already here. All <laughs> Just right. like crackling anger on that airplane. <laughs> Just fucking the worst. Like Sorry. static in the air. Yeah. Um, um, all right. I do, want to. Do we have colors of the day we do um is that what you were gonna say yes i was gonna oh say yeah uh this was not nearly as manic and frantic an episode as i thought it would be um, oh but did i let you down yeah i'm disappointed where's um, the colors of the day was that frantic yeah that was frantic yeah so <laughs> i think um did you see them do you want to i am looking at them right now and uh they sent us two sets to choose I, from do you have a particular opinion i really like um i like the colors but more importantly i think i love the names of these two especially yeah um 
the first being bubonic abstinence, yes. which is just such a nonsensical <laughs> phrase. Like, I would like to abstain from bubonic things, please. Yes. Right, right. Yes, please. And then the second is cretinous divination, which I think just <laughs> fits so well with the theme of our yes. podcast today. Yes. yes. Cretinous divination at the time of the... Uh, the birth of Jesus, which wasn't actually when he was born, and also there's no archaeological evidence that he suggests that he existed. So, perfect Cretanist divination. So, um, do you want to describe the colors? Yes. Um, so, uh, okay. So, bubonic, 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 <laughs> bubonic abstinence. Um, it's got boob right in the name. B u b, boob. <laughs> Uh, perfect perfect bubonic abstinence so the rgb values the red green blue values are one five seven two zero two two four seven so it's uh mostly blue um but it's a light blue because it's got a lot of red and green in it um yes and so, so i would describe the pale like it's very a very pastel. pale yeah pastel blue um and the hexades it's nice. It's, I, nice. I, like, it's a lovely I would use beautiful. This color. Yeah. 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 It's uh this is a really good one. Uh bubonic abstinence definitely recommend for your projects. Mm-hmm. Um so the hexadecimal value which you can put directly into the Googler and it should show you the color. So <laughs> you're going to put hashtag #9 delta charlie alpha foxtrot 7. So that's hashtag #9dcaf7. Um, and so you can just stick that right in the Googler and you can see the, see the color that we're looking at. Um, their other color, Cretinous divination, RGB values are nine, eight, five, three, and eight. So a lot of red, a bit of green and very little blue. So it's a really rich Brown, I would say. Um, Yeah. It's kind of like a burnt, like a burnt umber or a, like a sienna brown or something yes. like that. I'm yeah. thinking like if you were doing a Christmas pageant school play, yes, this would be the color of the manger if you would made the cardinal sin of painting paint over wood. Yes, yes, this is the color you would paint it over. <laughs> this is the like this is the little crash that Jesus was born in. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's the this is the brown color this is of the, that wood This is the color play. this is the color of the plastic that um is used to make the plastic injection molded um various Jesus-y Christmas ornaments that your yes. parents have that they got from Hallmark in like mm-hmm in the early 2000s so they're not super old and like they're painted over but then like you look at the back and this is the color of the plastic like the base color um yep yes and this doubles i mean if you order too much of this brown color for jesus's little manger at christmas time you can hang on to this beautiful bubonic abstinence blue color until easter where it's a perfect pastel color for that holiday and then you can use this brown cretinous divination color to paint the cross that you nail jesus to (laughs) i mean if you don't paint the cross with this color then jesus has died for nothing jesus has died for nothing (laughs) so you're welcome. Xmas is for not. Xmas <laughs> is for not. Don't waste Xmas. <laughs> I always felt like if I 
was one of the three magi and I yes. like hiked my ass all over the place looking for Jesus and I showed up and it was a fucking baby. I'd be so mad. Right. I'd be like, wait, what? I brought this like shit from miles away on the back of a camel. This little shit's not going to give any, any doesn't give a fuck about my incense and mirror and whatever that, that's right. what was it? Gold incense and mirror. That was yeah, the, frankincense. Frankincense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the gold. What are you going to do with that? Babies I don't, don't fucking like know. Yeah. They don't even know about bling. Yeah. Get a get a turkey drumstick at the local market. I don't know. I, I might be more inclined to go along with these Jesus holidays if they made any sense. If they made any sense at all. <laughs> <laughs> but I just can't figure out what's going on. Yeah. No, I, yeah. Well, I think we did a really good job. I think we guys. did. Yes. Um, yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, stay safe out there during the war on Christmas season. Oh, yeah. Keep um, your helmets on. Keep your helmets on. Keep your heads down in the trenches. Um, you know, Christmas is right around the corner, so better watch out. Somebody might accidentally misfire a rifle round at you. God damn it. A, yes. While you're taking a Christmas photo. Yeah. I mean, I guess like if you live in the U.S., try not to die from a gunshot wound during Christmas. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah. Self-inflicted or family-inflicted is, I think, the statistically the most likely. Yeah. It's a bad time of <laughs> this year. Is like, this is like, uh, that's a weird correlation between, or weird shared problem between like, like childhood abuse and uh, like gunshot wounds, like both more likely to happen from a family member. Yeah. Than a stranger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's wild, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were listening to something earlier today, just before yeah. I let you go, where this these people oh, I remember what it was. Okay, because it's no longer COVID. Yes. Uh um and because everyone else has forgotten about it by now, I am finally in the position to be willing to watch Tiger King. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. So and you've been watching Tiger King. A number of the people in this documentary show are yeah. weird about guns and carry guns with them everywhere and claim to sleep with like AK 47s under their pillows and mattresses and things like that. And I'm As like, okay, here's a note to the wise. Yeah. While you're sleeping, the people you're afraid of can just take your guns and shoot you with them. Yeah. So having them nearby while you're sleeping is maybe not as strategic as you might think. Right. <laughs> just a just a hint considering the context of our conversation here about Christmas. Right. Maybe don't sleep on a gun this year for Christmas. Uh yeah. That's my that's my present to you on this Jesus-y holiday. Man, I'll tell you that that feature creep podcast really just got real fucking woke and shit now. <laughs> We need <laughs> quick, it used to be good, cracker? but then it got all political and talked right? about <laughs> gay rights and depressing shit on Christmas. Yeah, and fucking guns, anti-gun. Their anti-gun rhetoric is terrible. Right. <laughs> Next thing I you like know, they're going to be like promoting abortions. Right, right. <laughs> you know, you get an abortion. Abortions for everybody. Abortions for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Like yeah. you could just get like mifeprestone under the tree. Just <laughs> I could tie, like instead, it's like a jewelry box, but instead just, of a diamond inside, it's just a couple of pills taken twelve hours pills. apart. Right. Perfect. God <laughs> damn it. Um, All right. Anyway, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Thanks everybody for listening. Thanks. We'll see you in the new year. Okay, bye.
Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, well, we'll Hopefully. do a New Year's podcast as well. Yeah, we'll I do think. a New Year's podcast. It'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, bye.